0: Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. A Shepherd in France Chapter 12 by Bern Redstone Rachel was tossing in her bed. She was worried about Ben. As amazing as he looked naked and erect, all she could think about was how the guy was being tormented by his childhood memories. His doctor had some ideas of what they were and maybe Hannah knew but they hadn't shared that with them so she felt powerless to help him. She needed to talk to someone. She looked over at Megan who was snoring softly. Maybe Sophia was up. Rachel slipped out of bed and left her room, closing the door silently behind her. She padded down the hall and stopped when she heard something. Someone just cried out in fear. She moved forward and realized it came from Ben's room. She opened the door and stepped inside. He was sitting up in bed wide-eyed, gasping for breath and shaking. Her heart went out to him. You okay, Ben? She said gently. His head turned in her direction, but he didn't say anything. She got closer to the bed and in the dim light saw his eyes were casting around like he was looking for the danger that awoke him. Then she noticed that he'd kicked his sheets down and he was naked again. Pulling her eyes away from that she moved closer and reached out to place her palm on his cheek. He immediately leaned against it and began to relax. Before she could move his arm swept out and pulled her onto the bed and tucked her up against the side of his body. Rachel gasped as the heat of his body pressed against her. God he felt good. She looked up and his eyes were closed. She felt his trembling stop as his body relaxed. She tried to extricate herself but his arm just tightened when she moved away. She glanced down and saw she'd left the door open. Hopefully, her mom and Gabriella would be back soon and would look in on him. Then they could help her get loose. She relaxed against him as she really had no other choice at the moment. He felt so good. She just rested her eyes until her mom found her. Sleep dragged her under quickly. An hour later, Gabriella and Catherine came upstairs feeling a little tipsy. The wine had been very good indeed. Gabriella kissed Catherine's cheek, then wobbled off to her room and went to bed. Catherine headed for her room and noticed Ben's door was open. They must have forgotten to close it properly. She quietly pulled it closed then went to bed. Rachel woke in the darkness with the most exquisite feeling of a tongue lovingly caressing her pussy lips. She couldn't feel her panties and her nighty was pushed up. The tongue dipped deeply into her, and she slapped her hands over her mouth so she couldn't give her identity away. She didn't want Ben to stop what he was doing, ever. She writhed as he sent shocks of pleasure through her tender flesh. He thrust a thick finger inside her as he sucked on her clit, and she trembled through a series of small orgasms. She was dripping with excitement, and she heard him growl with need. She almost squeaked with excitement. He wanted to fuck. Ben moved up on the bed and kissed her deeply. His tongue was so demanding. Then she felt it thick, hot, and incredibly hard. His cock was pushing against her wet opening, and her mouth opened in a silent scream as it forced its way inside her. He was so fucking big. She'd had sex with a few boyfriends in the past, but none had a cock like this. It stretched her wide, and she almost fainted. It was on the borderline of pain, but the tingling was so intense it blotted out all other sensations. He finally reached bottom and bumped his pelvis against her clit with an explosion of sparks. He held himself there getting accustomed to her tightness and heat, grinding against her with delicious pressure. Then he pulled back and slammed it home, slapping her clit. This time, she couldn't stop the squeak. She heard an answering growl of satisfaction as he pulled back and thrust forward again. Slap. Pull. Slap. Ben began to move faster and faster until he was pounding Rachel's pussy into the mattress. All she could do was hang on for dear life. Her orgasm started after the seventh impact and climbed higher and higher wiping her mind clear of everything outside of the sensation of his hard thick cock driving into her. He curled over her body and brought his mouth down beside her ear. He was growling constantly now and hammering away at her. His body stiffened and Rachel had a moment of clarity, as she realized he wasn't wearing a condom. Just as he pulled back for his last thrust she pulled her hips up then arched her ass down causing his cock to ride up and over her clit between their bellies. Ben's orgasm struck and his cum sprayed up between them. He groaned and kissed her neck sending a huge arc of electricity between their and her pussy. He ground against her and she rocked through aftershocks each time he slid his cock against her clit. When their breathing returned to normal, he kissed her tenderly. Good night, Catherine, he whispered and rolled over onto his back beside her. Rachel lay on the bed feeling lightning race up and down her nerves as her pussy recovered from the intense pounding it had just received. She listened to Ben's breathing as it settled into a steady rhythm indicating he was asleep again. It took her three attempts to be able to move to the edge of the bed. She gently slid off the bed onto her feet only to discover her legs were like jelly. She clung to the sheets until her legs returned to her. She couldn't see her panties anywhere, and she had to hold her nighty up above her tits so it wouldn't touch the cum Ben splashed on her. Rachel tiptoed out of Ben's room and snuck back into hers. As she headed for the bathroom, the end table light went on next to Megan's bed. She looked at her sister. Why are you naked? What's that on your stomach? Megan asked. Then her eyes went wide as Rachel's eyes held guilt in them. What did you do? Let me get cleaned up first. Rachel mumbled and rushed into the washroom. She cleaned her stomach with a damp facecloth then dried herself. She dropped the nightie into place and walked back out to face her younger sister. Spill it! Rachel looked at her stern expression and sighed. She knew this was going to complicate things. Ben woke up feeling refreshed and stretched mightily on the bed. He felt an odd sensation on his stomach and looked down to see dried cum on his skin. He frowned then a hazy memory of his romp with Catherine came back to him. He looked over at the other side of the bed but she wasn't there which was a little odd. Maybe he slept in? Nope. The clock showed it was still early. Something was tangled around his foot. He brought it up and discovered it was a pair of panties. Very feminine. He put them on the end table and walked into the washroom to have his shower. Luckily the cum didn't get on the sheets. That spared him a little embarrassment. Catherine heard a knock on her door as she and Sophia were just waking up. Who is it? Megan and Rachel. Come in. The two daughters entered, and Catherine saw a guilty look on Rachel's face and a grim look on Megan's. What's wrong? Megan just looked at Rachel with a raised eyebrow. She nodded and stepped forward. Carefully. Catherine knew that walk. Her eyes widened and her jaw dropped. Rachel held up her hand. It wasn't intentional. What the hell does that even mean? Kat squeaked. I was going to speak with Sophia last night, and I heard Ben scream in his sleep. I went into his room to see if he was okay. He looked frightened and his eyes were wide open but I don't think he was awake. He was sitting up and trembling so I touched his cheek. He pulled me onto the bed against him and went back to sleep. I couldn't free myself from his grip but I'd left the door open so I hoped you or Gabriella would notice and come help me. I guess I fell asleep. Then she blushed crimson. What happened? Sophia asked. I woke up in the middle of the night feeling a mouth on me, down there. It was so good I didn't want to stop him. I know I should have, but it was so good. I had these wonderful orgasms and was coming down from that when he was on me and in me. He's so big and he was so aggressive. Rachel gushed. You didn't have a condom. Sophia gasped. I know so I made him pull out before he came. Considering his count the chances of getting pregnant are pretty much nil. Rachel explained. She looked at her mother. He thought I was you. Afterwards he kissed me and said goodnight Catherine so he didn't know but my panties are still in his room. Catherine looked at her guilty daughter with a conflicted expression. A small part of her wanted to screech mine, but she knew that wasn't the direction to go. She and Gabriella had already talked about this possibility. Still, Ben was a little fragile at the moment so springing this on him may not be the best thing. She needed to speak with Gabriella. Okay, this is what we are going to do for now. For today we let Ben think it was me. We won't lie to him, but we will play along with his assumption. I will speak with Gabriella, and we will work out when to tell him. Rachel, if you had told him it was you and he went ahead, there would be no trouble. But in his current state, we have to be careful of the shocks we give him. She scolded her daughter gently. I'm sorry, Mom. Rachel looked miserable. Come here, sweet pea, she said, opening her arms. She hugged her daughter and wiped the tears from her eyes when she held her back. A little sore? God, yes, Rachel winced. Worth it? Sophia asked. God yes Rachel smiled. Okay, everyone get showered and dressed. We have an early start and a two and a half hour drive to get to turn. Let's get cracking. Kat rallied her daughters. She looked at them fondly as they got moving. She pulled on her dressing gown, walked over to Ben's bedroom and knocked gently. She heard him call out to enter. She opened the door and stepped inside. Good morning, Ben. She saw he'd already showered and dressed in shorts and a t-shirt. Ready to renovate. Ah, there you are. You left something behind, he said lifting the panties from the table. She walked up and plucked them from his fingers and kissed him as she tucked the panties into her dressing gown pocket. We're all getting an early start today because we have a long drive. Why are you up so early? she asked, eager to get started. There are only two days and I have a lot of rooms to finish. They did the top floor first and got much of the second done before the workers were too intimidated. They're just older local tradesmen and that asshole down there made some pretty bad threats to them if they helped the evil lesbians. I don't understand tiny little minds like his. Well, you keep an eye out for that asshole. He has a gun and I don't want any more bullet holes in you. She said as she rubbed herself against his chest and slipped her hand under his t-shirt to rub his bullet scars. He growled his approval of her hand on his skin but she pushed herself away. He grabbed her hand and pulled her back. His mouth was on hers and he kissed her deeply as she moaned and whimpered. Finally, she pushed her face back from him. Wait. I can't. I have to get moving. If we keep this up, I'll hold up the group. She gasped as she ground herself against his bulge. Fine, but I want you in my bed again tonight, he said with a growl and a hot look. Yes. She gasped, and he released her. She staggered to the door and closed it behind her as she leaned against the door jamb, panting. Gabriella was standing in the hall looking at her with a wide smile. Had a good night? She asked the blonde. Actually, I need to talk to you about that. Follow me. Kat said and went into her room. Once Gabriella closed the door, she explained what happened with Rachel. I didn't even see his door was open, I was so tipsy. Gabriella said with a frown. And I closed it. I should have looked in. Kat agreed. You're right, let's hold off on filling him in. How is Rachel? Sore but dreamy eyed about her night just the same. Catherine smiled. Weren't we exactly the same? Gabriella asked with a smirk. Kat thought about that. Yes, I guess we were. Sophia came out of the bathroom with her towel wrapped around herself. What are you planning on making your move? Catherine asked. Sophia was wide eyed as she looked at her mother. Gabriella just laughed. I'll see you at breakfast. Kat grabbed some new underwear, dropping Rachel's off on her bed with a raised eyebrow at Sophia, then went in to take her shower. Gabriella met Alexis downstairs and gave her a hug and kiss. Sleep well? Alexis asked as Beatrice walked up to join them and got her own hug from Gabriella. Yes, especially after that nightcap. Delicious but potent. Gabriella smiled. When are you going out to get the clay? Stephanie said as she pushed through the private door into the hallway. Alexis rolled her eyes. Now I remember what a nag you can be when your creativity is upon you. Nag? Stephanie squeaked. I'll have you know I am the soul of patience when I'm not under the control of my muse. She finished in a haughty tone. The others chuckled. Come on, artiste. Get some breakfast. Feed your body before you feed your soul. Alexis barked. Daniel was already at the table with Miriam eating their breakfast. The others grabbed a plate and filled them from the heating trays on the sideboard. They took their seats and dug in. Ben came in and said his good mornings to everyone. He then kissed Gabriella, Catherine, and Miriam on the cheek. He made his way to the sideboard but Marie intercepted him and directed him to sit. He raised his eyebrows but did as he was told. She went into the kitchen and returned with a large plate with steak and eggs on it. There was also some toasted baguette and little baby potatoes. Ben's grin was all the praise Marie needed, but he kissed her hand before she could get away. She blushed and rushed back to the kitchen. Hey! No stealing our chef! Beatrice grinned. Ben breathed in the scent of his breakfast. No promises! Due to the amount of work we'll have you doing over the next days, the least we can do is give you enough food to charge your batteries. Alexis explained. Much appreciated. He grinned and started to eat. His look of bliss said it all. Sophia arrived and went directly to Ben, who dabbed his mouth with his napkin and leaned back to give her a kiss. Megan arrived and Ben kissed her cheek, and Rachel was last and moving slowly. Ben frowned as he saw her wince. Are you okay, Rachel? he asked. Yeah, just slept. Funny. Pulled something. Sophia was at the sideboard with her back to the group but she snorted then apologized for the noise. Rachel was heading in her direction but veered over to Ben and got a kiss first. Then she walked over and swatted her sister's arm behind Ben's back. He ate for a bit then watched Rachel settle herself into her chair. You know, if it's a pulled muscle I could massage it for you. Work out the kink. Sophia was trying desperately to keep from laughing and doing a poor job of it. Ben glanced her way with a confused look and she pointedly looked away. No, Ben. It's okay. I'll rest in the car and I'm sure it will go away. Thanks, though. Rachel smiled. I'll. Sophia yelped and reached for her shin. Girls! Catherine scolded and the two settled down to eat their breakfast. Once breakfast was done, Gabriella and Catherine loaded their kids in the van, and with a wave they set off for Turin. Alexis and Beatrice were right behind them. They were headed in the opposite direction and had the list of items Ben had written down for them. They were also driving a van but it was definitely more for cargo than passengers. Perfect for this trip. Marie passed them with a smile as she headed out to do the grocery shopping. Then it was just Ben and Stephanie. He walked back into the chateau with her. When is that fellow Richard going to be here? He asked. He said sometime this morning. Hopefully soon. She looked nervous. Would you mind keeping me company? I don't like being alone. No. Certainly. They walked back to her room and took seats. Ben looked around the room at the sculptures lining the shelves. Dozens of dancers in a row in various poses. Obviously her love of dance had fed her art. Your sculptures are beautiful. Thank you. Are they all dancers? Most. Occasionally I try my hand at other subjects but they lack the passion. She frowned. But you're going to sculpt me? He asked cautiously. Her smile came back. There is no lack of passion in you. I felt it in your body as I mapped you. The scars you carry both outside and in. Your love for the women in your life. So much passion. I'm vibrating with the energy I picked up from you and I must pass that into the sculpture as soon as possible. That's why it needs to be so much larger than my previous work. I can't contain this in a tiny figure. Ben smiled at her enthusiasm. There was a gentle chime, and he looked up. What was that? That's someone driving into our lane. It may be Richard or a potential new guest. She said. Ben walked out to the front door with her and stood next to her. He saw a distinguished-looking man carefully extracting a four-foot-tall wire figure from the back of his SUV and turned towards them. He spotted Stephanie and smiled then he looked at Ben and his smile froze. He looked back at the wire armature and Ben saw something pass across his face. He closed the car door and walked towards them. Good morning, Stephanie. I have the armature you requested, he said. His voice was deep and hinted at his British origin. Good morning, Richard. Thank you so much for making it so quickly and on such short notice. May I introduce my cousin's good friend and neighbor Ben Shepherd? Ben, this is my good friend and fellow sculptor Richard Garrison. Richard is a master with bronze and will be working with me on this piece. He and his partner Henry Desjardins own the BNB a short distance from ours further up the mountain. Ben shook Richard's hand with a smile. His grip was firm and there was strength in his arm. The man had a close-shaved beard and warm brown eyes. His neat brown hair was just starting to show some gray at the temples and Ben thought the man might be a little older than him. He looked fit and dressed impeccably which made Ben feel terribly underdressed in his shorts, t-shirt, and sandals. A collaboration? You're not making a clay sculpture? he asked Stephanie. It starts with my clay sculpture but then we'll make a mold of that and Richard will make a bronze sculpture from that. She explained. Are you a model? Richard asked carefully. Ben snorted. Sorry. No, I'm a semi-retired mechanical engineer. Semi-retired? The man repeated. I like to keep my finger in the game so I do piecework now and then. He explained. If you don't mind me saying so, I can see why Stephanie was so enthusiastic to sculpt you. Richard said with a smile and Ben blushed. Oh, Richard. You have no idea. Stephanie reached out and tapped at Ben's chest. Ben, show him your chest. No, that's quite all right. Richard began and Ben looked at the woman in surprise. Please, Ben, she begged. His blush heating up his face, Ben tugged his t-shirt up and off. Oh, my lord, Richard said as he took in the solid muscles and the scars. What What happened to you? Are those stitches? Some of these are fresh? His voice was starting to sound strained. A few months back I was stabbed repeatedly by. His head began to hurt. An abusive husband after I stopped him from killing his wife. The fresh ones were from a fight I got into while we were in Paris turned out to be a serial killer. CA the police shot him before he got me. Ben massaged his temple to get the thumping to settle. Richard was looking down at the three bullet scars. He pointed with wide eyes. Oh yeah? A pedophile shot me as he tried to abduct Gabriella's daughter. I killed him, Ben said with a grim look and his facial scar flared. Richard felt a chill run through him and suddenly he understood Stephanie's compulsion to begin. He reached out and took Stephanie's hand and she smiled broadly as she felt his hand trembling. She could tell he understood. There was a sudden sharp sound of glass breaking behind them in the chateau. Ben's eyes went cold. He pulled his phone from his pocket and started the video app. He handed it to Richard. I thought he might do this. Please follow me and record this. Stephanie, please go back to your bedroom and lock the door. Call the police. Ben said with a cold voice and handed her his t-shirt. He turned and walked back through the house quietly, Richard at his back holding the phone out in front of him. Ben pushed into the hall leading up to the front door of the chateau. Standing in the vestibule was Arsène Demand. He'd broken a pane of glass on the door and reached in to unlock it. The man focused his deep-set eyes on Ben and glanced at Richard behind him. Seeing Ben topless with the homosexual following him led him to believe Ben was gay as well, equally deserving of his wrath. He felt sickened by the abominations before him. Arsène Demand! You are guilty of breaking and entering. Were you coming back to sexually assault Stephanie again? Ben called out clearly. He smelled the reek of body odor and alcohol pouring off the man. Richard gasped behind him. Ben guessed that Alexis hadn't shared that particular detail with him. Suddenly Arsen swung his heavy walking stick at Ben's head. For all his fat the man had muscle underneath. Ben ducked but the stick got a glancing blow off the side of his head. But before Arsene could swing it again Ben leapt forward and plowed his fist into the man's bulbous nose. The impact took the heavy man right off his feet, and he fell onto his back with a loud thump. Ben staggered and went down on one knee as reaction set in from the blow to his head. Arsene rolled over and scrambled out the door on hands, and knees cutting himself on the broken glass in his haste. Blood was gushing from his flattened nose. He pushed himself up and hobbled away as quickly as he could. Ben watched him go. He pushed himself to his feet then turned to Richard. Did you get that? The man with the phone was wide-eyed and shaking. He nodded and handed the phone back to Ben who saved the movie. He sent a copy to his online storage immediately. While he was working on the phone Richard stepped closer. You're bleeding. What? Ben asked. Your scalp. It's bleeding. He explained. Badly? Richard looked closer. He pulled his phone from his pocket and made a quick call. He spoke rapid French to someone and hung up. Henry is on his way with his suture kit. He was a doctor before he retired. Let's get that cleaned up. We have to let Stephanie know we're okay. Ben said. Right. You go sit in the kitchen while I get Stephanie. Richard instructed and Ben did as he was told. There was a small table for three against one wall and he pulled out a chair and noticed he had blood dripping down his chest. Probably from his scalp wound. He heard an odd warbling sound and realized it was probably the police. Faster than he expected, but that was a good thing. Richard stepped back into the kitchen with Stephanie holding his arm. Ben? She called out. Here. She turned towards the sound of his voice and approached. Careful, I'm kinda covered in blood. He warned. She stopped and gasped. Arsens? She asked. No, mine. He clocked me on the head with his walking stick and cut me. Scalp wounds tend to bleed a lot. He explained calmly. Arsens' blood is all over your front hallway. Ben crushed the man's nose. I swear there was nothing left of it. I've never seen anyone get hit that hard. Richard gushed. Police! Shouted a voice from the back door. In the kitchen to your left. Stephanie called out. The door opened and two men in uniforms came in and took one look at Ben and started shouting at him in French. Richard started barking back at them and they stopped to look at the man. The kitchen door pushed open once more and another well-dressed man carrying a doctor's bag stepped in. Ah! Henry, your patient is here, Richard said pointing to Ben. Richard then spoke to the police in French and gave them his statement. Ben looked up at the man standing before him. He looked like a blonde version of Richard, maybe just a little older. Hello? The man nodded and went into doctor mode. He moved to the sink and got some clean dishcloths. He filled a large bowl with water and brought it back to the kitchen table. He cleaned the wound and pursed his lips. Monsieur, you will need four stitches. I do not have any painkillers, Henry said apologetically. It's okay, go ahead, Ben said wearily. Henry nodded briskly and efficiently began to stitch the wound closed. Ben gritted his teeth as the needle passed through his flesh, but Henry was quick and it was soon over. He patted Ben's shoulder with a smile to indicate he was done. Thank you, Ben said. The police would like your statement, Richard said. Instead, Ben queued the video on his phone and played it for the police who watched wide-eyed. When it was over one of the officers left to see the scene and returned with the walking stick in his hand. They spoke to Richard and Henry and the former looked over at Ben. They would like to take your phone as evidence. I told them this was not possible. Will you send them the file? He asked. Of course. Just get the address and I'll send it. Ben said. Henry wrote it down on a notepad he found on the counter. The police said something about demand, then left. They will now go to arrest Arsene. There is a clear case of break and entering as well as assault. The video is very convincing. Henry showed Ben the address, and he emailed a link to the online version of the file to it. Ben sat back and rested his throbbing head against the wall. Henry finally got a good look at his chest. You have been a soldier? He asked Ben. Ben looked at him in surprise and chuckled. He shook his head no. He looked to Richard to explain, and the man did in French. Henry's eyes widened in surprise. He is a hero. Henry said and Ben glared sharply at him then calmed himself. I see you do not like to be called that, Henry said quietly. My apologies but no, Ben replied. Henry looked at Richard with raised eyebrows. He is the subject of your next piece, he asked. Richard nodded quickly. Good, he said and Richard smiled and gave him a kiss. They glanced nervously at Ben but he didn't react negatively so they relaxed. Stephanie made her way over to Ben and reached out to feel his face. She leaned down and kissed his forehead. Thank you for protecting me against arson. He is a monster. We may finally be free of him. I hope so because he packs a mean wallop, Ben said, wincing as he gingerly touched his scalp. Do not touch your stitches, Henry scolded. Sorry, Doc, Ben said. Henry had the most surprised and genuinely pleased look on his face. Richard started to laugh with delight. Ben looked at him curiously. Henry has waited his whole life for someone to call him that. Especially with an American accent. The man chuckled and hugged his partner who blushed but still looked very satisfied. Marie returned with her groceries and said hello to the two men. Then she took in the doctor's bag and the bowl and blood-stained towels. She finally saw Ben sitting shirtless at the table with a stitched gash on his scalp. She squeaked in surprise and began to speak in very rapid French. Henry responded and afterwards she rushed over and gave Ben a kiss on his forehead. He grinned and thanked her. Where is my t-shirt? He asked Stephanie. It is in my room, she said with a blush. I'm afraid I may have gotten it wet with my tears as I was crying a bit. Oh, that's okay. I'll go upstairs and get a new t-shirt. I want to clean up that broken glass and maybe patch that door. You wouldn't happen to know of any good local glaziers, would you? He said to Richard and Henry. I'll make a call, Richard said with a smile. Thanks. Are you sticking around for a while? No, we have to get back to our business. New guests are arriving this afternoon. It was very nice to meet you, Richard said. Ben shook his hand and Henry's. Thanks again, Doc, Ben said with a smile and Henry's face blossomed into a wide grin. Richard rolled his eyes and ushered his partner outside. With a nod at Marie, Ben headed upstairs and got himself a new shirt then went back to ask Stephanie where they kept the brooms, dustpans, mops and buckets. He took some pictures of the damage before he began Then he cleaned up the mess. The carpet would need to be washed as there was a significant amount of blood on it. He was outside in the gravel parking lot hosing down the carpet when a small pickup rolled into the lot. A tiny, old gentleman stepped out of the car and walked over to Ben and started to speak to him in French. Ben held up his hand and shook his head then walked over to the back door and called for Marie. She came and spoke to the man then looked at Ben. He is here to fix the glass? she said to Ben. Ah. Could you show him the front door? That's where the damage is, Ben replied. She nodded and spoke to the man who smiled and waved at Ben. They walked away and Ben went back to the carpet. Moments later Alexis and Beatrice drove in the parking lot and brought their van close to the back door. They got out and walked over to Ben who shut off the hose. Beatrice looked down at the pink water and grinned at Ben. That better not be my favorite wine you're washing out of our carpet. No, that's blood. What? Both women yelped. Arsen's blood. He clarified, taking his phone out of his pocket. He cued the video and played it for them. They watched with shock as Ben confronted the big man and screamed when he hit Ben with his walking stick and again when Ben knocked him down. Once it was over, they both tugged at his shoulders so he would bend down to show them where he'd been hit. They saw the four stitches and cried out again. Wait. Who was shooting the video? Not Stephanie. Alexis barked. No, it was Richard. Stephanie was safe in her room calling the police. They'd been here, saw the video, and got the walking stick. Then they went to pick up Arson. Ben explained. Oh my god, Ben! I never thought you'd get hurt. I never would have agreed to go out today otherwise. Alexis said. Hey, it's no big deal if it gets that creep out of your hair. Besides, I've had bigger injuries than this little scratch. Let's see what you've brought me, he said with a smile rubbing his hands together. You're still planning on doing the renovations? Alexis gasped. Ben blinked at her completely puzzled. Why wouldn't I? Alexis blinked back at him and looked at Beatrice incredulously. The two women grabbed Ben in a tight hug which he returned as best he could from inside their grip. When they were slow in releasing him he pretended to try to escape their arms. Must get to renovation supplies. He gasped. They giggled and released him. Alexis turned to go into the house. I'm going to call the police to see if they have Arsene in custody. I'm going to insist they charge him with everything they can. Ben and Beatrice nodded, and she opened the back of the van for him. He started gathering up the bags and began moving everything into the house and up to a room on the second floor he was using as his staging area. Soon he had the van empty except for four large rectangular boxes. What's this? He asked. Stephanie's clay. Would you carry it in for her? Beatrice asked. Sure. They were surprisingly heavy so Ben could only carry two at a time. He knocked on Stephanie's door, and she opened it. Clay delivery for a Stephanie Murino? He said in his best delivery person impression. She clapped her hands together in delight and stepped back. Please place it on the floor by the desk. There are two more to come. He continued in his silly voice as he set them down. He hustled outside and returned with the packages. That's the last of them. Thank you so much, she cheered. What? No tip? He sounded playfully outraged. She reached up and touched his face. Then she pulled it down and gave him a peck on the lips. Wow! Wait till the boys back in the shop hear about this delivery! He gushed and she giggled. Stephanie immediately turned to her clay and began carefully opening one of the packages. Having been dismissed, Ben left and went upstairs. He began organizing the purchases based on the rooms he was to complete. He saw he had everything he needed to get started and smiled at Beatrice who stood in the doorway watching him get organized. His stomach chose that moment to rumble loudly. She giggled and walked over to tug him to his feet and down into the kitchen. She pushed him into a chair and turned to the cook. Marie, we have a hungry man who needs to be refueled, she said with a smile. Marie raised her finger and went to the fridge. She brought out a plate with a large kaiser bun filled with chicken, tomato, lettuce, and mustard. There was a side salad with a vinaigrette dressing and pickles. He had a glass of lemonade to go with it. Ben thanked Marie and tucked into his meal. He made happy noises which made Marie smile as she turned back to preparing the evening meal. So you have everything you need? Beatrice asked and he nodded. Do you still think you'll be able to finish all of the work by tomorrow night? Not a problem, he said between bites. Beatrice's face lit up with a smile and she giggled with glee which made Ben smile. She said something about a website and rushed off after kissing Ben's cheek. As soon as he was finished he swooped over to Marie and gave her a kiss on the cheek which made her squeak. He thanked her for the meal with a smile and she blushed furiously but she was smiling when he left to go upstairs. Stephanie was waiting for him by the private door. When she heard him she called out to him. Yes? He answered. It's time. He looked upstairs where the renovation work waited for him and sighed. He'd promised. How long will the posing take? No more than 15 to 20 minutes tops. I pose you. I map you in my mind. Then you are free. I may call on you for a few refreshers which would only take a minute. Okay, let's go. Ben followed Stephanie back to her room. He entered and noticed her window blinds were drawn. She closed the door behind him. Okay, please take off your clothes, she said. He grimaced and once more got naked in front of her. This time he knew what to do. I'm ready, he said. Do you see the two boxes on the desk? Place one on the floor before your left foot. I know the pose I am going to sculpt you in but I need to figure out how high your left foot should be. She explained. Ben moved the larger of the two boxes to the floor and put his left foot up on it. Okay, my foot is on the higher one. I'd like you to stand comfortably. Hands at your sides relaxed. Look straight out and raise your right hand like you are going to shake someone's hand in a relaxed way. Done. She moved forward and quickly ran her fingertips over his body then stood back. Your leg is too high. Ben switched the two boxes and put his foot on the shorter one. The position was more comfortable. He moved back into the pose. Ready. Once more Stephanie ran her fingers down his body but this time she smiled. Yes. This feels right. I'm going to do the mapping now. Relax into the pose and hold it. Keep your eyes open this time. I promise not to poke you in the eye. Ben took some deep breaths and allowed his muscles to relax. Ready. Stephanie reached up and ran her fingers over his forehead and he watched her fingers move closer to his eyes. True to her word, her fingers passed around his eyes but did not enter them. He was fascinated by her process so this time he didn't get stimulated and remained relaxed. She reached his neck and he saw her intense concentration. Her fingertips played over his shoulders and she moved to the side to map out his right arm than she did his left. She moved to his back and ran her hands over his shoulders and down his back to just above his ass. She moved back to his front and felt his chest and paid especially close attention to each scar which made him wonder at the level of detail she needed for this sculpture. He looked again at the shelf of dancers and took comfort in their grace and faceless anonymity. Stephanie reached his pelvis but again, he wasn't thinking sexually so he remained relaxed. Once more her expression intensified and she spent considerable time mapping this area. She moved around to his back once more and began at his ass. She ran her fingers down over his right leg to his heel. She then did his left leg and moved around to do the fronts and map his feet. She sat back on her heels and remained quiet for a couple of minutes while he watched. She nodded. I'm ready. Please put the box back and dress. Close the door on your way out. She said, the intense look on her face never diminishing. For some reason Ben felt an urgency to leave. He put the box back, tugged on his shorts and carried his other clothes out with him as he closed the door. He finished dressing in the hall then rushed upstairs. He began the renovations with the largest room at the end of the hall and Alexis came to watch and help. He started with the plumbing and showed her how to install the sink and taps. While they worked he could see she wanted to ask something but seemed uncomfortable. You know if you want to ask me something you should just come out and say it. I promise not to let my sensitive male pride be offended. He grinned to take the bite out of his words. This morning at the breakfast table you kissed each of the women and aside from the two youngest those kisses were intimate. From speaking with Gabriella, I know she is more than just fond of you. But then Catherine behaves the same way and now Sophia and Rachel are kissing you like lovers. She saw Ben was looking a little uncomfortable. I'm sorry to pry. No it's okay. I'm in love with both Gabriella and Catherine as well as Tina and Trish back home. I love them all with every fiber of my being. It's only been since we arrived in Paris that Sophia and Rachel started to insist on being kissed on the lips. I was used to kissing them on the cheek like Megan. She, thankfully, is keeping our relationship simple. I love all of Catherine's girls, but I think Sophia and Rachel might be after something more, physical. Would that be bad? Ben frowned. I used to see them as the little girls I watched grow up, but I can't see them like that anymore. They're adults now capable of making those decisions for themselves. What I just can't understand is why they'd want to be intimate with someone so much older. They have so much potential and so much time ahead of them. They should be out there finding someone their own age. Someone with so much more to offer than me. Alexis looked at Ben with surprise at his outburst. She hadn't realized he had such a low opinion of himself. But Gabriella and Catherine and these other women love you. Doesn't that say you are worthy of love? Ben looked away for a minute. Yes. You're right, it should. He gave himself a shake. We'd better pick up the pace or we may not be done in time for my departure. Alexis heard the request to change the subject quite clearly. She'd have to bring this up with Gabriella when they got back. They turned their attention to the task at hand and quickly completed the plumbing work. They tested the water tightness of the system and moved on to the next room. Within a couple of hours they stood in the last room feeling a sense of accomplishment. The plumbing in every washroom on the second floor was operational. Sinks, toilets, showers, and tubs all functional and dry where they needed to be dry. The drains all drained quickly indicating good airflow which was a relief to Ben as fixing that could be costly and time-consuming. The electrical work had thankfully been completed and inspected and the wall insulation installed before Arsene scared off all the tradespeople. All Ben needed to do now was put up the drywall, tape it, mud it, install the ceramic tiles in each bathroom, and prep the walls for painting. Lastly some trim work to finish it off. So much for his sense of accomplishment. He pulled Alexis with him to show her the magic of installing drywall. One room had sheets and sheets of the stuff stacked against the wall. He showed her how to measure, mark, score and break the sheets as required. She caught on pretty quickly and they worked well as a team. They powered through the work, room after room, until hours later they plopped down on the floor of the last room looking up at the last wall they did, exhausted but happy. Taping and mudding is easy. We can finish that quickly once we get into a rhythm. Once we catch our wind. Ben breathed. Alexis had a huge grin on her face. She leaned over and bumped shoulders with Ben who smiled back. You do good work. I'd definitely hire you on my contracting team, he said. If this is how fast you normally work, I think I'll stick with my b she gasped. He grinned then nodded. Once they'd finished the tape and mud stage, they made their way downstairs. They left the windows open and propped all the doors open to assist with the drying process. A steady breeze blew through the second floor. Tonight I want to get started on the ceramic tiles in the bathrooms. The ones we have are pretty simple to install. Nothing fussy and not too many complicated cuts required so we should be able to motor through them. Tomorrow we finish the tiling, we grout the ones we'll do tonight so you'll know how to do the remaining ones and apply the finishing trim work in all the rooms. I'll show you how to prep the walls for painting. They were standing at the bottom of the stairs when they heard the crunch of gravel as someone entered the parking lot. They walked outside and Ben saw it was the fish tank. He still thought it was but ugly but it did get his loved ones from place to place safely. They piled out of the van with excited voices and Daniel was talking a mile a minute about the amazing time they had in Turin. Gabriella and Catherine started to laugh and Ben and Alexis just looked at them. What? Ben asked. Can't you see yourselves? You're coated in dust or chalk or something. You look like ghosts. Gabriella giggled. Ben and Alexis looked down at themselves and each other and smiled. This was dirt well deserved. You go take a look at the second floor and tell me it wasn't worth it. Alexis grinned. Beatrice came running out of the house. Oh my god! I just saw what you've already done! I can't believe it! Alexis beamed at her partner. Daniel was trying to show Ben some photos he'd taken but Gabriella told him he'd have to wait until dinner. She told the boy and Miriam to head inside and get cleaned up. Catherine walked up to Ben and saw he had dust all through his hair so she ran her hand through it to shake it loose. She knocked his stitches and Ben yanked his head back with a hiss. What happened to your head? Catherine yelped and Gabriella was right there instantly pulling at Ben to bend down. Sophia, Rachel, and Megan clustered around to see as well. He showed them his new stitches and the large gash they closed. Oh my god, Ben! What happened? Gabriella yelled and the others cried out in dismay as well. Ben looked at Alexis. Show them the video, she said. He pulled his phone out and played the video for them. More cries of dismay and afterwards he had several women clinging to him. I'm okay! And now you're all dusty, he exclaimed. We don't care. You could have been killed. Gabriella yelped. He had a walking stick, not a gun. Calm down, please. Ben protested. I have to get cleaned up for dinner. Finally, they released him, and Alexis looked terribly guilty for his injury once more. He pulled her into a tight hug. It wasn't your fault. He is a creep and a drunk and a very bad man. Now he's behind bars. Alexis looked a little distraught. What is it? Ben asked. Arsene drove away before the police got to him. They couldn't find him. They'll keep a patrol car at his house and one here tonight, but they think he's left the area. She explained. He had a beat-up old Land Rover so he may have driven off to his place in the woods. They are looking into it. Damn. I should have gone after him. Ben growled. Gabriella grabbed his arms. No. You just had your head struck with a club. It's a good thing you didn't go after him. We saw you fall in the video she argued. Ben sighed and nodded. Go inside and get cleaned up, she said to him as she looked down at her clothes which were covered in dust. I think we all need to get cleaned up, Catherine said looking at the mess on her as well. They all headed inside but stopped on their way to their room to admire the work done on the second floor. We're tiling at least three of the bathrooms tonight after dinner, Ben insisted. Alexis looked at him with trepidation. We can do it, he grinned. Alex went downstairs to take a shower, and everyone else went upstairs to get cleaned up. Ben had a few painful moments in the shower washing his hair, but felt refreshed afterwards. He dressed a little nicer for dinner, but would put his dirty clothes back on to do the tile work. Dinner was beef bourguignon, and everyone was blown away by how the tender meat melted in their mouths. There was much clapping and cheering for the chef, and once more, fresh baguette was served with a meal. Stephanie didn't join them, but once Ben indicated she'd begun work on the sculpture, Alexis raised her hand. We won't see her again until she's done. She'll work on it until she's exhausted. She'll sleep then when she awakes she'll start again. I'll make sure she has food and water in her room but she can't be interrupted. It's how she works. You're being immortalized, Ben. She smiled at him. Ben smiled then felt a hand land on his right leg and saw Gabriella was touching him. She looked over at him with an oddly anxious expression. A hand landed on his left leg and he saw the same anxious expression on Catherine's face. He put down his cutlery and took their hands in his and gave them a squeeze. He raised Gabriella's to his lips and gave it a tender kiss and did the same to Catherine's. Both were looking at him hungrily. Alexis and Beatrice were looking at them oddly. He released their hands and went back to eating his delicious meal. After a moment the two women did as well. Can I show you my pictures now? Daniel asked. Let him eat, pest. Miriam chastised her brother. Mom said I could show him the pictures at dinner. Daniel retorted. It's fine Miriam, I'll see them now, Ben said and Daniel stuck his tongue out at his sister who just rolled her eyes. And if I might say, that is an absolutely lovely outfit you are wearing this evening. Very chic. Be careful you don't make your friends at home too jealous, Ben continued with a smile. Miriam bloomed under his praise and shook her head. Carlene is the same size as me so we can share my new outfits. I always keep an eye out for what would look nice on her as well when I shop, she replied. Ben's smile widened as did her mother's. Beauty and a good heart. Your mother has reason to be proud. That got a blush from the girl and the mother. It was Daniel's turn to roll his eyes as he showed up at Ben's elbow with his camera. Ben watched with rapt attention as Daniel took him through the shots he'd taken. Once more Ben was amazed by the attention to detail and the quality of the composition. Daniel had the eye. There were a few close misses but even Daniel spotted those and was quick to delete them. He praised the young man's work and suggested he set up a website to display them. He beamed at that idea as he went back to his seat. They finished up dinner, and at Ben's goading Alexis joined in in attacking the tile work in the bathrooms. As promised Ben showed her exactly how to do it, and soon they were operating like a well-oiled machine. They got through three of the five bathrooms before their cut-off time of 11pm. Alexis and Beatrice, who came to tell them it was time to stop, gave Ben a big hug and looks of glee. Tomorrow I'll show you how to grout the tiles and you'll be able to finish that job on the last two yourself after we leave. You can take pride in the work you've done. You really have an aptitude for it, and it's looking really professional. Ben complimented Alexis who beamed. I never could have done this without your help. Tomorrow you have to promise me you will take a little time to relax and have some fun. Alexis insisted. This is fun. He protested but she and Beatrice scowled at him. Okay. I'll go for a bike ride. If you have a bike that fits me, he finally agreed with a smirk. We do, Beatrice clapped her hands. An extra-large mountain bike. It's brand new, and you'll wear one of our helmets so we can watch the route you took afterwards. This will be an inaugural ride so you can help us by telling us afterwards if you think it's something the tourists will enjoy. I'm told there is a lovely single-track trail down in the valley by the river. Ben actually thought that sounded like fun so he nodded with a smile. Beatrice clapped her hands and gave him another hug. Then she noticed how dusty her clothes had gotten and looked down at herself with dismay. Come on you! Let me get you out of those dusty clothes! Alexis said and bounced her eyebrows at her wife who glanced at Ben and grinned when she saw his smile. She took Alexis' hand and they rushed downstairs. Ben stretched and popped the knots he developed in his back as he worked on the tiles. He looked at the room in satisfaction then marched upstairs to his room and tugged off his dusty clothes. He'd wear them again tomorrow to finish. He climbed into the shower and soaked under the hot spray. He started when he felt hands running up his back and looked over his shoulder to see Catherine washing his back. Did you forget you ordered me to be in your bed tonight? She said looking up through her lashes. He turned to face her letting the hot water run down his back. She washed his chest and arms then down his stomach. When her hands reached his cock it was already standing at attention and she trembled at the hungry look he gave her. He dipped his head and took her mouth in a deep kiss. She gasped as his big hands slid down her back to cup her ass and pull her against him roughly. She was whimpering and moaning with need as he kneaded her flesh and rubbed his hard cock against her clit. Oh, fuck Ben! Take me! She gasped. He suddenly lifted her against his body, and she squealed. He held her in place as his other hand ran the thick head of his cock back and forth across the wet lips of her pussy. He lowered her until the head forced its way inside. Fyuk! Oh, each god Ben yes! She groaned as she felt him forcing her walls open. Her body was flooding with sparks and her legs wrapped around him to cling to his ass pulling him deeper. He had her pinned to the wall and drove his cock deeply into her willing pussy as he sucked on her tongue. When he moved a hand up to squeeze her modest breast and gently tug on her nipple she cried out with bliss as the sparks became lightning. He began to thrust his cock deeply into her, grinding against her clit at the top of every stroke. It was almost too much sensation for Catherine. Jesus. Oh fuck! Oh, God. Ben. Yes. She cried as their bodies slapped together. I'm gonna come. Ben. I'm going, oh, fuck. I'm coming. She wailed as her orgasm ripped through her body. Her nerves were exploding with the brutal intensity of her release. He sped up his thrusts, and she bit down on his shoulder to stifle her screams. Ben gasped out as the shock of her bite triggered his orgasm, and he rode it out clinging to Catherine's trembling body. She finally relaxed her mouth and rolled her head against his. "'Oh my god, Ben!' she breathed. "'That was almost too intense. Am I bleeding?' he asked. She pulled her head back groggily. "'What?' Then she looked down and saw the teeth marks on his shoulder. There actually was some blood as her teeth had cut him in several places. The imprint of the bite was very clear on his skin. "'Oh, Ben! I'm so sorry! I bit you!' "'Yes, you did!' He said and lifted her up and off his softening cock. She whimpered as sparks shot through her, and she kissed his shoulder in sympathy. He hissed a little. That still smarts. Let's leave that shoulder alone for now, okay? He told her. I'm sorry, Ben. I didn't realize I was doing that. She moaned. It's okay. Throes of passion and all. He chuckled and she smiled shyly. God, what you do to me, Ben? She groaned as he set her gently on her feet. They finished the shower and dried off. He climbed into bed and moments later Catherine slipped in next to him. She cuddled up against his side and he turned out the light. About five minutes later as he was just about to slip into sleep he heard his door open. Ben? He blinked. He heard the door close. Ben? I can't sleep. I keep thinking about the attack today. It's really shaken me. He turned the light on and saw it was Gabriella in her nightie. Catherine stirred and looked up from her pillow. Oh. Catherine. I'm so sorry. I'll leave, Gabriella said with a trembling voice. No, Catherine called out. This bed is huge. Take his other side. I understand completely how you're feeling right now, as I felt the same way earlier. Get in here. She moved over a little so Ben could move to the center of the bed. Are you sure? Gabriella said timidly. Come to bed, Gabriella. Ben said firmly, and she wasted no more time. She slipped under the covers and pressed her trembling body against him. He leaned over and kissed her tenderly, and she melted against his body. He felt her relaxing. Catherine cuddled in on his other side. They sighed contentedly in unison then began to chuckle. Ben turned out the light.